Hey, and those of you who, who remember the story, we're going to read it in a little bit. Don't worry about it. But let's turn off this. I want you guys to really see that in detail. Amen. There's one side over here, and there's a huge gap. Just like you can see here. See it, right? It's the same thing. It goes all the way over here. It is like a canyon, but it's a chasm. Am I, am I pronouncing that wrong or what? Chasm. Amen. Thank you. Don't lie for your pastor. You owe me a paper, especially if you're a disciple. <laughs> Amen. All right. So we're going to read about that in just a second, and you're going to get more, um, um, more of an understanding of what that is and what that represents and why that's up there exactly. It's not just because it's a pretty picture. It actually represents something, okay? So the beginning of the chasm and Elevate Youth Ministries, amen? As we continue our um, series, let's go to Matthew chapter 10, please. Chapter 10, and we are going to read. Sister, if you could put that up there for me, please. Amen. Matthew chapter 10. Let me get an amen. Were you there? Amen. All right. Perfect. Let's go down a little bit more so we just have a head start. Amen. Okay. And what is the title of that message? That's what I'm talking about. Jesus sends out the 12, and right now I send out the 25, 30. Amen. I send out the elevators. Go. Amen. We're going to read this. Amen. All right. So Jesus sends out the 12. He called his 12 disciples to him and he gave them authority to drive out what? Amen. He gave them the authority, the ability. He said, you can't do this. Drive out evil spirits and heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, son of Zebedee, Zebedee and his brother John, Philip, and Bartholomew, Thomas, and Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of, yes, and Thaddeus, Thaddeus, Simon, the something, and Judas, help me, Lord, help me, Lord. (laughs) These names are, okay, how many of you guys plan on having kids one day? Amen. So just look at these names, okay? Learn how to pronounce them and say, I will name my kid that because I guarantee you're not going to find another kid named these names, all right? And uh, Judas, whatever, who betrayed him. Amen. Let's go to verse 5, sister. Thank you. And you could probably just, you see it right there, the little scrolly thing? Amen. Okay. Well, I'm talking to my sister over there. Oh, I see. Never mind. Okay. Anyways, these are the 12. And where are we? These are the tw- uh, 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. He said, as you go out, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Meaning, hey, Jesus is coming back. You better get right. Amen. That's the message we, we got to be preaching. You got to be born again. You, you, you think you're born again? No. Look, look, you're, you're doing this, brother. You just admitted it. You're doing it. You know, don't, don't fall for that. Okay. Some people say, oh, I'm Christian. I go to church. Okay. It doesn't matter. Are you living for him? Do you have a personal relationship with him? Do you live the lifestyle that the Bible and Jesus Christ himself tells you to live? Okay. Amen. So the simple message right there, boom, go out. Uh, the kingdom of God is near. Amen. Verse 8. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received. Freely you give. 
That's Miller. Amen. Anyways, do not take along any gold or silver or copper in your belt. Take no bag for the journey or extra tunic or, or sandals or a staff. For the worker is worth his keep. Keep on going down. We're going to... Keep on going. Whatever town or village you enter, search for some worthy person there and stay at his house until you leave. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. Verse 13, if the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, shake the dust off your feet. And when you leave that home or town, I tell you the truth, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah. You, everybody knows uh, Sodom and Gomorrah? A very sinful town, uh, a city that just got, God got so angry at, he destroyed it with fire. Amen, okay? So it will be better, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on, uh, on the day of judgment than for that town. So he's saying, look, whatever town rejects you, you shake off. uh, the dust off of your feet, you walk forward, and you better believe that Sodom and Gomorrah was a better place than that place. What's going to happen? The judgment. Amen. Okay? So, let's see. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah on that day. Verse 16. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. So, he's sending out us. We're sheep. Everybody go, ah. Okay, we're sheep, and we're going out amongst wolves. Okay, people who want to devour us. People, the devil who wants to devour us. Okay, amen. But let's keep in mind, sidetrack right here. Let's keep in mind now. Now, who's, who is the Lion of Judah? Jesus, right? So if he's instilled in us, we are lions, right? We're ferocious. Everybody go, grr. Amen. Ah. Go like this. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So we're, okay, so we're lions, right? Jesus is a lion. So we're going to go out there, yes, like sheep. We're going to be innocent as sheep, okay? And we're going to be going out there against wolves because he uses that analogy because they want to devour us. The devil, according to Peter, Peter says that the devil is like a lion, like a hungry lion prowling around, wanting to devour his next meal. But what was the key word there? He said, like a lion. He didn't say he was a lion. He said he is like a lion. You see? Jesus is the lion. The lion is in us, and the devil is such a wimp that he tries to imitate a lion. He tries, he tries his best, but we have defeated, the Lord has defeated him, and we live in that victory. So as, so as he pretends to be a lion, pretends we are the real thing, and we are going out there and preaching the message against those wolves, amen? Toothless lion. Pansies. Amen. Okay, where are we at? Okay, therefore be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as vi- as doves. Okay, so we're going to be innocent, but we're going to be wise. Amen. So be on your guard against men. They will hand you over to the local councils and flog you in their synagogues. On my account, on Jesus' account, you will be brought before the governors and the kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, who has been arrested for Jesus? I haven't yet. I haven't yet. Let's do it. Ah, no. <laughs> no. Well, if we have to, then amen, okay? Let me tell you, one time, I, the first time I was behind a squad car, I was a saved Christian. I was a saved Christian behind a squad car. And they he pulled me over. He pulled me over because um, I didn't see that sign where it says, uh, uh, no turn on red, uh, uh, 9 a.m. to 
uh, like 11. No, it's, it was only like a two-hour thing, and I was just, it just happened to be in the middle of the hour, and I'm and then whoop whoop, I'm like what what? Ah, oh, are you serious? I'm like man, I gotta get to school. He pulls me over, uh, looks at like, my license. He's like, you know, your license expired. I was like, stupid, stupid me. Check your driver's license if you drive, and check your state ID if you have a state ID. <laughs> okay, it's very important that it is not expired. I was driving on an expired license, and because of that, he said, get out the car. <laughs> what? Why? Why? He says, get out the car. I'm like, oh, are you serious? So I'm on, I'm a safe Christian, and I'm just like this. I'm like, dude, are you serious? Dude, dude, are you serious? <laughs> you know, like, whoa there, you know? And then he, 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 he didn't cuff me, but he, he did put my arms like this, and he put me behind his squad car, there and I'm getting so angry I'm like how is it that I drove drunk almost every single day when I was a sinner I, like literally drunk I was swerving every, I literally drove drunk yet I never got arrested I was never in the back of the squad car yet I am a born again Christian on fire for the Lord just before I became a pastor and I am behind the squad car and I'm just like this behind the gates and I'm just like Lord Come on, you're a liar! <laughs> I'm getting so angry, and then the Lord's just like, so what? So what? And I'm just like, oh. I started that. I'm like, all right, Lord, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to make the best of it. So as the police officer is being a complete jerk to me, anyways, that's my side story. He was just being mean to me, right? He was just I'm just like, so, uh, Officer Dave, whatever, yeah, you, you, you go to church anywhere? Yeah, yeah, I go to church sometimes. I became the witness to this guy in the back of his squad car. And I was just like, and then he was like, and after all that, he, he was just like, you know what? Look, I'm going to give you a ticket for the expired license, not for the attorney, whatever. He's like, here you go. Just go uh, get your uh, driver's license. And they show it to them. They'll, they'll remove the ticket. I'm like, all right. Amen. All right. And then I went to him. He didn't accept the Lord, but he was just like, his eyes were open. I told him what being born again was and all that. And then uh, the Lord showed favor off of that. And I walked away. Amen. So just make the best of the situations, even if you're a safe Christian. Let's go back to the message. Amen. All right. So be on your guard again. Da, 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 da. On the ba, 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 ba. verse 19. Huh, huh, huh. Where am I at? Where am I at? There we go. Verse 19. But when they arrest you, and they might, or you might be even having a squad car for a driver's license, expired driver's license, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. Boom. Oh, come on, Lord. Uh, and at that time, you will be given what to say. For it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of the Father speaking through you. Amen? Amen. Brother and sister will betray brother and sister to death. And a father, his child. I was going to say, whatever. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to add to that. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me. How many of you guys have, have felt that hatred so far? It wasn't a hatred, uh, uh, like, well, hopefully, I don't know some of you guys, but I, at least me, I have not felt a hatred where somebody actually hated me enough to hit me or, or, you know, hit me with a stick or whatever it was, you know what I mean? I had a person look up at me. I just shared this with the brothers last, last week in devotionals. There was a time where I was witnessing, amen, there was a time when I was witnessing in uh, Clark and Belmont, and I was just like, I was witnessing, I started just feeling this fire, and, the, and, and I'm telling with this guy what it means to be born again, and if you're not born again, you're going to go to hell. I went the whole, the whole spiel, you know, what the Lord told us to say. And then he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
You're telling me that my grandma, who is the sweetest lady in the world, who would have done anything for anybody, you're saying because she wasn't born again, she's in hell right now? He's looking at me, getting angry. She's saying she's in hell right now? And he's literally this close to my face right now. And I look at him right now. And I said, yes. And if you do not repent of your sins and become born again, you'll be right there next to her burning for all of eternity. And he was like, what? Oh, I'm going to punch you. And I was like, David, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And I rebuke him. I pointed my finger at his face. I rebuke you, Satan. Get behind me. And he was just like, dude, what are you talking about? It's okay, he didn't have a demon in him. Whatever, it didn't manifest. But nonetheless, the Lord moved. He was like, ah, oh, and he walked away from me just like that. And I, I felt for that second that I was going to have to, you know what I mean? I rebuke you. Just kidding, I wouldn't do that. But anyways, man, I don't know. Okay, I'm not going to say that because I haven't put in, put, put in that situation. But amen. Okay, so I'm just going to say this, okay? Don't be afraid. Okay, because we might get persecuted one day. You might have people hate you enough to hit you, okay? Just like I was in that situation. Preach your heart out. I know what was coming. I saw his veins coming out his neck. I saw his face turning tomato red. I saw him clenching his fist. But what did I say? I said, yes, and you will burn with her. You understand me? Don't be afraid because it's the truth. It's the gospel. And it sets people free. Amen? Amen. 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 Children, uh... Let's see, all men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Amen. Oh, come on, Lord. Amen. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. I tell you the truth. You will not finish going through the cities of Israel before the sound of man comes. Verse 24. A student is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the student to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. If the head of the house has been called, Be- uh, I knew it, dude. Uh, Be- Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Beelzebub, amen. Beelzebub, which means basically like like Satan. Okay, so and that, that's basically Old Testament term. Uh, uh, in other words, meaning like pure evil. Okay, so if the if the head of the household, uh, the head of your household, is evil. How much more the members of his household? You understand me? So if the head of the household, if the father, whoever it is, is evil, how much more the children and the sisters and the brothers and everybody else that lives there, okay? So do not be afraid of them. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. See, God reveals everything. Verse 27, what I tell you in the dark, speak out in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Verse 28, do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Verse 29, are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of the Father. He's saying, aren't they worth like a penny for two of them? Yet if it's not God's will, he's not going to let them die. Okay? Let's see. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. 
So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Amen. Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, whoever says comes up to you and says, Are you a Christian? And you are too ashamed to say no. Jesus says, I will disown him, you, before my Father in heaven. Do not be ashamed of me, he's saying, or else I'll be ashamed of you. Verse 34, do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. Come on now, St. Jesus. No, that's not, that's not Jesus. Do not suppose that I came to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. In other, in other words, he said he came to bring a people. And because he came to bring that people, that people will be hated by others. That people will be hated by their mothers. That people will be hated by the sisters. That people, that holy people, the righteous people, the Christians, the saved, born again people will be hated by the wolves. Jesus, come on. Anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. If you love your father, your mother, your brother, your sports, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your video games more than you love Jesus Christ, you are not worthy of Jesus Christ. Anyone who loves his own daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Hallelujah. He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me, the one who sent me, he will, the one who receives me will receive the one who sent me, which is God. Verse 41, anyone who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And anyone who receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. Hallelujah. Say that five times super fast. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to these little ones because he is my disciple, I tell you the truth, he will certainly not lose his reward. Hallelujah. All of chapter 11. Boom. Down. Read your word. Yes, chapter 10. Thank you. Now let's focus on a certain piece of that passage. I want you to turn your Bible specifically, or turn your eyes rather, to verse 27. Ah. Verse 27. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul, body, in where? In where? Hell. Be afraid of God, because he is the one who can destroy the soul and the body. You see, when you go out here and you're, and you're, and you're nervous to preach or you're scared of somebody, don't be scared because all they can kill is your body. <laughs> don't be scared of that. Don't worry about it. All they can kill is your body, but God can kill, or not, can, not kill, uh, can destroy, destroy your body and your soul. So you see, your body will stay here, but your soul will either go to, or your body will either go to, or, amen. So you could either send your body to heaven, or your soul to heaven, or your soul to hell. Your body stays here. You see, be, have the fear of the Lord instilled in you. 
enough to know that if you do not follow his commands, not only are you, is your body going to get destroyed eventually, but your soul as well. You see, Jesus warns us about hell and the person who sends us there. Yeah. Turn your Bibles to Luke uh, chapter 16. Luke chapter 16, we are about to get an understanding of the chasm. You get an amen when you're in verse 19? Amen. The rich man and Lazarus. Amen. All right. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen. Purple is, a, is, is the color of like royalty. Only rich people would wear it um, usually. And fine linen and lived in luxury every day. Verse 20. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. So he was eating scraps. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. So he was so messed up. He was, he was in such poverty that he ate the leftovers, the crumbs that fell on the ground of this rich man. And he had so many sores. He was just stuck on the ground. He had so many sores and they were so nasty. They were probably getting rotten and turning yellow and kind of green that even the dogs came with his swords. You see in verse 22 it says, The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried in hell where he was, where he was in torment. Torment he suffered. Okay? He looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip, his, uh, to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is, he is comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you is a great chasm. Sister, can you put that up please? Um, uh, besides that, uh, besides this, between you, uh, us and you is a great chasm, and has fixed, has been fixed. Excuse me, so that those who want to go from uh, from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. Okay, there's a huge chasm. So just think, uh, the rich man's over here, and Abraham and Lazarus are over here. See, that's the tormented side. Good side. There's a huge gap. That's what he means by chasm. Keep that up, sister. He answered then. He answered. Then I beg you, Father, said Lazarus. I'm sorry. Ah, man, Lord, give me. Jesus, help me. Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my father's house. For I have five brothers. Let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. You see, they have Scripture. They have the Bible, guys. They have the Old Testament. They have the prophets Isaiah, Daniel, Jeremiah. They have all those. Ezekiel. They have them. Let them, he's saying, Abraham said, let them listen to them. Let them listen to the Scriptures. No, Father Abraham, uh, he said. But if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to them, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. So he's saying, look, if they don't listen to the scripture, they ain't going to listen. They're not, no. They might listen for a little bit, 
but no, they're just going to go right back to their old ways. They have to listen to, the, to Moses, to the prophets. They have to listen to the warnings. That is scripture. That is God-breathed. That is the word of God. And if they do not listen to the word of God, what makes you think they're going to listen to a man? You understand me? So Jesus teaches us how the rich man's life was consumed with himself and pride. Oh, man. Got to rope that in there. Jesus teaches us how the rich man's life was consumed with himself and pride. He gives us the second example of a person named Lazarus. Lazarus it, 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 uh, translates to God is my help. Say, God is my help. That's, his name. That's what his name means. Who, although lived in poverty, stayed true to his name and had the right heart for God. So he was saved. He, he lived for God. Although he was in poverty, even though he, was, he had so many sores and he, and he was poor, he still loved God and had the right heart toward him. When both died, the rich man was taken into eternal punishment because of his lifestyle on earth. Lazarus was taken to Abraham's side. Go to the next one, sister. So we have, let me break this down for you, what exactly it means, okay? Abraham's side, okay, refers to the place of spiritual rest, okay? So also known as Abraham's bosom, okay? So a rest, like a baby, you put him right here to rest, right? Have you ever, any of you held a baby before? You held a baby right here on your, on your bosom, your chest, okay? Um, so it refers to a place of spiritual rest and delight where those who die in the right relationship with God enter his presence and await the resurrection and the fulfillment of all God's plans, okay? So if they live right, boom, they went here, okay? And then we have hell. In the Greek, there's two meanings. Hell, right here, this is hell, okay? This, uh, we only have one meaning. But in the Greek, there was Hades, okay? Right there we see Hades, and that's exactly what was, what was being spoken here, a Greek term that usually refers to hell, a place of torments, okay? That's what it refers to. He was sent to hell, a place of torments. He was over here. He was in agony and fire. He was in agony over here, but he was in Abraham's bosom, while Lazarus and, and Abraham were over here in the bosom of a, uh, Abraham in paradise, also known as, okay? So the other hell in Greek is, repeat after me, Geh. And nah, Gehenna, Gehenna is a term that usually refers to hell as the place of eternal torment and punishment originally prepared for the devil, his demons, and the ones who deny Christ. So this is also known as the lake of fire. Okay? See, in Revelation, it's called the second death. So when you die the first time, you're going to go to one of two places, Abraham's bosom, uh, paradise, or Hades, okay, where it's temporarily, uh, you're on fire and, and, and it's torment. Regardless, you're, you're messed up. If you live in sin, you're messed up, okay? And you die, you're messed up. You, you, it's judgment right there. You're awaiting the judgment, the resurrection, and the final, the second death, okay? So we'll get to that in a little bit. You see, hell is a very real place, and it's waiting for those who are living for the world. So the rich man lived for who? The world, right? The devil. He lived for the world. But Lazarus, he lived for who? God. Even though he was poor, even though he had nothing, even though he had sores and he was hungry, he was poor, he still believed in God. He knew the outcome. He said, Lord, you're good regardless of how serve Amen. See, just like the, the blind man. The, the man that was born blind. Remember, we, we, we read this passage, I believe it's chapter 8. And the disciples asked Jesus, who sent his parents 
or this man for him to be blind right now. And Jesus said, no, 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 you got it all wrong. Neither of them sinned. You see, he's blind right now so that the Father may be glorified. Be healed, Jesus. Be healed right now. Be healed. He was healed. And what happened? The Father was glorified by that healing. Amen. So this is the same reason, the same thing. I, I, I would say it's the same thing for Lazarus. He was poor. He had sores. He, he was starving. But you see, he didn't sin for him to be in that situation. These are his parents. You see, because he still loved God. He was going to be glorified through his story. Amen. Now, like I said, hell is a very real place. And it's waiting for those who live the world. You see, let's look at key passages about hell. We're going to study. But by the way, the chasm, okay, I'm talking about this message is about hell. Okay, and the people will be going. Okay, hopefully it's nobody in this room. Okay, so in Matthew chapter seven, verse twenty-one. Sidetrack. How many of you guys agree that, that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Just raise your hand if you if you believe He's your Lord and Savior. Okay, everybody here. Amen. Except for dude, the red shirt. Red shirt. Okay. Red shirt, so you don't believe that? Okay. But if you believe that he is your Lord and Savior, you, you raised your hand. I saw you. Now, we, we read in um, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, Jesus says, And not all who, who say to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God. Right? So, what is he trying to say there? It's very simple, right? He's saying not everybody that says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter heaven. You see, He's trying to say, those who really do the will of the Father, those who follow Jesus Christ and his followings and, and his sayings and the lifestyle that they're supposed to live, not cursing, not, not, not stealing, not, 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 not sinning in your anger, not having sex before marriage, not looking at pornography, not, not lusting of the eyes, not committing adultery spiritually or physically. You understand me? The lifestyle of holiness and righteousness, those people, those people and the people who strive for it will be going to heaven. But those who say to me, Lord, Lord, who call me their Lord and Savior, yet they live in complete filth and in sin are going to hell. They're going to Hades. They're going to the lake of fire. Bottom line. That's it. Now let's, let's go to key passages about hell. You see, now we learned that hell was originally designed for Satan and his demons, right? So, because we know that, that Satan himself, Lucifer, his name, was an angel of worship. Okay, he was the head of worship, to worship God. But because of his pride, because of his attitude, because, that he, because he, wanted, he wanted to stop worshiping God, and he wanted to be worshiped himself, the Lord, uh, the Lord said, nope, I made this place especially for you, just for you. Hell. The lake of fire and for the demons, the demons that follow you. Let's go to Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. We get an amen when you're there. Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. I'm actually going to be saying a lot of scripture. You guys don't really have to turn there. Let's see. Then he will say to those on the on his left. This is um about God. God's going to say about those people on his left, depart from me you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. So right there we, we find out that uh, that yes indeed hell was originally designed for Satan and his demons because he says, look, the people on my left sinners, the one who said Lord, Lord 
to me when they weren't really serving me, who weren't really going to the will of the Lord. They said, look, who, look, you who are cursed, I'm going to send you to eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Look, I do want you to turn to Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. And I want you to keep it. I want you to stay there, okay? Revelation chapter 20. And this just happens to be my, my next scripture as well. Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur where the beast and the fa- false prophet had been thrown. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Right there. You see, if you're going to try to help somebody out, please whisper. Now, we see that the devil was sent there, the false prophet, so that Puerto Rican Jesus that we, that, that, that we saw not too long ago, right, that we showed right there, uh, 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 Charles Says Russell, right, and the, and the founder of the Mormon uh, organization, they're all, they're all false prophets, the beast, the Antichrist, and the devil, they're all going to be thrown, they will be tormented into a place where they, they will be sent to a place where they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Okay, keep your spot in Revelation chapter 20. Hell was made to punish the sin of those who have rejected the gospel. Okay, so it wasn't just made for the devil and his demons. It was also made for those to punish those who have rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ. You just go to, or you don't have to, Matthew 13 verse 41. The Son of Man will send out his angels and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. The angels are going to come and take away all the evildoers because God is not going to have any half, uh, quote unquote, half saved, half not saved, living for the world yet living for the for, for the lord serving two masters no i don't think so living for the devil he is not going to have that in heaven he will have his righteous he will have his pure he will have his chosen few the ones who are born again the ones who serve him those are the ones who are going to enter heaven and everybody else will be weeded out like like weeds like weeds on the ground when you want that grass to grow not a lot of grass can grow there because of the weeds so what do you do you pluck them out you pluck them out you dig them out that's what the angel is going to do it's going to pluck out the evil ones it's going to pluck out the unrighteous ones it's going to pluck out the sinners and it's going to leave enough room for enough grass to grow therefore it's going to leave enough room in heaven for those who were born again and who served God with everything that they had Amen Let's, uh, Matthew 13 verse 50 and throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth that's the description he's saying all the sinners he said, throw them into the furnace the fiery furnace a furnace guys what a furnace is that's fire in it okay you guys ever looked at your own furnace at home you ever open it okay i i i did h like i did i did heating and cooling i opened that baby up and sometimes that thing will backfire so i was like this close looking at a fire uh, uh um just just studying it i'm like okay what causes this what causes this? just playing around with it and i was putting too much gas in it and i don't know whoa fire Boom, right back in my face. There was so much fire in there that it was gas that, that arose around me. Boom, just caught on my face. You see, it was close too. There's another guy that it, it straight up burnt, burnt some of his eyebrows. Boom, it was so much, so much fire. That furnace is hot. A furnace is full of fire, guys. He says, send him into that furnace. Can you imagine sticking your head in there? Sticking your head inside of a furnace? Oh, okay, I'm gonna, okay, well, I'm going to go to hell. I might as well see what it feels like. 
Yeah, I bet if we did that, if we said, okay, you want to know what hell is like? Okay, you're okay with going to hell? Okay, hold on. Give me a second. Let me pull a furnace out of my back pocket. Boom, okay? <laughs> Stick your head in there and see if you tell me if you still want to go to hell. You understand I me? Mean, still tell me if you're still okay with going to hell. You understand me? It's not just going to be your head. It's going to be your whole body. It's going to be forever. It's the fiery furnace where there will be weeping. Ah! Weeping, just crying out and gnashing of teeth because they're in so much pain where you're just like, oh, just grinding your teeth. Oh, so hurts so much. And it burns so much. And it hurts so much that you'll be weeping. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Now you're calling him Lord, huh? Now you're calling him Lord. Now you really mean the word Lord and Savior, don't you? Well, guess what? It's too late. It's judgment time. And you have been judged. It's time for the fiery furnace. Don't, don't play around with God. Do not play around with God because he does not play games. You do not serve him today. You die today. You will go to hell. And to forget about sticking your head in the furnace. Your whole body will be in there. That's the word of God, guys. The word of God speaks more on his judgment, his wrath, and his revenge on sinners than it does his love and his mercy for his children. Now turn to your Bibles to Revelation chapter 20, please. Where you had, where you saved it. Now go to verse 11 to 15. We're going to start at verse 11. And the title that the dead are judged. Verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. Earth and sky fled from his presence and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne. The books were open. And the books he's referring to in the book, of the, the book of the Lamb, you understand me? Uh, were were um, your name? If your name was not written in there, then that means you're not going to heaven. If your name was not in there, so if like right now, I could tell you confidently, my name is in there. Praise the Lord. Nathaniel's name is in there. Praise the Lord. But. I don't know who's, whose name is not in here because I do not live with you. You might be living in hypocrisy. You might say you're a saved Christian, but you're not. And let this be a warning for you. Is your name, ask yourself, is my name written in that book? Is my name really written in that book? I come to the church. I praise the Lord. I raise my hands. Amen. But look, what I see, I see an awesome youth. I see an awesome youth on fire. But look, I don't live with you. I don't know how you act in school. I don't know. I see I, sometimes that, that, that part comes out. Everybody has their bad day. That's what I tell you. Everybody has their bad day. I'm just pray for them. Hey, dude, girl, you need to sit down, whatever. You, you need to calm down. Just calm yourself down. It's okay. Just, you're having a bad day. It's all right. Just get over it. Pray. But you see, if you act like that and the attitude erupts all the time, are you really born again? Are you really serving the Lord? Do you really have the peace of the Lord inside you? Do you have enough faith? To know that God can take that away from you. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11 verse 6. It is impossible to please God without faith. Do you have enough faith in yourself? More importantly, do you have enough faith in the Lord to know that he can take that away from you? Let's continue reading. I saw the dead, great and small. And the books were open. Another book was open, which is the book of life. Oh, I said the book of life. I'm sorry. The book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it. And by, by the sea, I'm, I'm talking about the other side right there, uh, Hades. Okay. Uh, 
gave up. Okay. And, the, and death and Hades gave, oh, I'm sorry, the sea, meaning the grave, and death and Hades gave up the, the dead and, were, and those who were in them. So that's right there. So all those people that were on the left side, whoop, went up. Same thing for the people on, the, on Abraham's bosom, whoop, went up. This, the, it gave it up, which is beamed up. And then the, uh, the grave, those who died, boom, right there, the sea gave it up. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the what? He was thrown into the what? The lake of fire. Let's go up to one uh, chapter up, uh, chapter 21, verse 8. Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. But the cowardly, the unbelieving... Uh, well, guys, I want you to pay attention. Very important. Very important, okay? But the cowardly, the unbelieving... The vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who had sex before marriage, and those who, who masturbate, those who watch pornography on a daily basis, those who lust on a daily basis, those who practice magic arts, in other words, smoke weed as well. It doesn't have to be magic arts. It doesn't have to be black magic or, or demons. I'm talking about even smoking weed because it's originally witchcraft. The idolaters, those who put sports, movies, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, anything before God, anybody, any idolater, and all liars, those who are compulsive liars, those who lie about this and this and that and the other, their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur, which is what? This is the, the second death. So the lake of fire is the second death. And that's, that's when the true suffering begins. You thought that burning and the agony was, was, was bad enough? The rich man asked for Lazarus to dip his finger in cold water, just his finger, so he'd get a drop on his tongue. That's how hot it was in there. That's how much he was burning. You see, hell is full of continuous torment, guys. Matthew 13, 50, and throw them into the fiery furnace where they will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We know that. We heard that already. Mark chapter 9, verse 48, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched so yes it will continue to burn it will not be quenched and there is a worm that is inside you that continues to move around and causes pain internally revelations chapter 14 verse 10 he too will drink the wine of god's fury which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath come on somebody you think he's trying to say something here? He will be tormented with the burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb. So he's going to be burning. He's, look, he's going to see God. He's going to see him. He's going to, see, he's going to beg for mercy. You, you or anybody else that does not, is not born again and, and saved and living for the Lord, he's going to look at God. He's going to stand before the angels. He's going to stand before Jesus. And he will begin to burn. He will begin to see that second death. You see, it is a horrible place. A horrible place. Hell is a horrible place, guys. You do not want to go there. You see, now everybody's like, oh, hell, hell, okay, I got fire. I know, I know what it means. Yeah, I don't want to go there. It's a bad place. But when you begin to read the word of the Lord and you begin to analyze and you begin to really listen that God is not just a loving and merciful God, but he's a judge. And he's saying this. He says, send them to the fire. Send them. He's not saying, uh, man, you were this close to coming to hell. Go ahead. No, go, go to hell. Sorry, guys. No, there's no apologies. He's saying, no, you did not live for me. I never knew you. Depart from me, you evildoer. Get away from me. Get away from me because I never knew you. 
You see, he knew you because he knew you before you were born, but he never knew you in an intimate way because you did not allow him. Because you did not allow that relationship to be established between a father and a daughter, a father and a son. That father-son, that father-daughter relationship that the Lord wants to have with you, you refuse to have it. And because of it, this judgment, he never knew you in that sense. He said, get away from me. And this angel will send you right to hell, into the fire furnace, where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Guys, come on, get real. Let's wake up, man. Let's, and I'm not saying everybody, I'm not saying, I'm not just preaching to those who, 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 who are second-guessing themselves that they're going to go to heaven or hell or second-guessing if, if, if their name is in the book of, uh, of life. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you saved Christians as well. Those of you who are radical and actually go out witnessing, look, have compassion on those who are going there. Know that they will be going there, guys. Those people, all those people that I talked to today will be going there. You understand? We have to pray for mercy on their souls, man. We have to pray for mercy and say, Lord, break my heart. Let me see what you see, Lord. You see, Jesus, when he saw when he saw all the lost, remember my message? What was he? He, he, he was full with compassion. He, he was full with compassion. He felt sorry for them. He felt sorry for them. Because they were faint of heart. Yeah, they were faint of tired. They were lost sheep. He said they were sheep without a shepherd. So they were just wandering around, lost, walking around. We felt compassion. Lord, give us that compassion. Ask for that compassion. Those of you who are saved and living for the Lord, ask for that compassion so that when you witness that you feel that brokenness, the Lord feels, Lord, give it to me, man. I need to ask for that too. So I'm not broken enough, guys. I'm really not. I want to be. We could always be more broken. Always, always, always. Never think that you're broken enough. You gotta ask me to be, to be more broken. I want to get to the point where I'm talking to somebody and my I just begin to fall, and they begin to see the compassion that I have for them, and the conviction of the Lord begins to fall. Either that is broken or weird. Either way, the Lord will become victorious. Either way, the name of the Lord will be glorified. You understand know I me? Mean? I want to get to that point where I'm just like, oh, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh. People say, yeah, I'm going to go to hell. Okay, whatever. You can't. You can't. You see, hell is forever. It's forever and irreversible. It cannot be reversed. It's forever. Once, you see, right now we live in his mercy. We live in his, in, in his, in his love right now. We can, he can forgive us right now. We can ask for his forgiveness right now. And he's going to give it to us. We'll live in it. But once you're dead, it's over. It's judgment. It's irreversible. Revelation 14, verse 11. And the smoke of their torment arises uh, forever and ever. The smoke of their torment. So when they're tormented, their torment will be risen. It will rise forever and ever. There is no rest, day or night, for those who worship the beast, the devil, and his image. His image. His image is what? His image is anything that does not glorify God. You understand me? So his image is pornography. His image is anything that you put before God. You worship that image. You worship the devil, rather. You want to admit it or not. You might not say it with your words. You're not being saying, oh, I love you, devil. Oh, you might not be bowing down, but you're doing it with your actions. It's the same thing, guys. Wake up. You see, there will be no rest day or night for those who worship the beast and his image or for anyone who receives the mark of his, of his name. Revelation 20, verse 14. Then, the death and, then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. 
death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. Revelation 20, verse 15. If anyone's name was not found written, uh, uh, found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. I want to keep on instilling that in you guys, man. Make sure your name, make sure your name is written in that book of life. Now, you see, when we go out and we witness and we warn them about hell, what, what's half of the time? You know, like, I want to say about half of the time people actually believe in hell. Okay, amen. Praise the Lord for that. But they don't care. What the heck? The other half would be, would a loving God really send people to hell to suffer forever? Dude, I don't believe in hell. Why not? I don't believe a loving God would do that. Okay, what do you mean a loving God wouldn't do that? See, God is just and is fair. You see, his, his justice and his fairness is far beyond ours. It's on another level. You understand me? You see, let's go to Romans chapter 2, verse 11. Let me get, a, let me get an amen when you're in Romans chapter 2. Sister, I want you to turn there for me, please. Romans chapter 2. Go to verse 11. Highlight it if you can. The very last sentence on that last paragraph. Right there. Boom. Highlight it. Right there. What does that say? For God does not show what? For God does not show what? Favoritism. Damn, that's it. That's the scripture. Would a loving God really send people to hell to suffer forever and ever and ever? Would a loving God really do that? Look, God is just and he's fair. And you turn to Romans chapter 2 verse 11. God does not show favoritism. The loving God provided us a way out of hell through Jesus Christ. The loving God seeks those who seek him. You understand me? So the loving God that you speak of, yes, he is a loving God. And yes, guess what? He will send you to hell if you do not become born again. Yes, he will send hell, people to hell who are those who do not serve him. You understand me? God is just and he's fair. And he's so just and he's so fair and he's so loving that he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He was so fair that he sent his only begotten. So you think it's fair that a man had to die for us? You think that's fair? Would a fair and just and loving God really do that? Was it fair for Jesus to die on the cross for us? Was it fair for Jesus to die for you, a sinner? Come on now. Have you ever lusted before that? What does that make you? Adultery. Have you lied? What does that make you? Have you ever sinned in your anger? Have you ever hated somebody where you fought them? Yes, if you hated them, that means you murdered them in your heart. You've done those things? Yeah. You're a sinner and you're filthy in the eyes of the Lord. Yet, Jesus Christ died for you. It's not fair. The Lord loved us so much. That loving God that they love to talk about loved us so much that he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for us. An unfair price, yet it was a price paid. Hallelujah. See, the loving God seeks, seeks those who seek Him. You see, if you seek God with all your heart, He's going to seek you. Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Seek the Lord, and the Lord will seek you. Seek Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ will be given to you. The blood will not go in vain. 
because of his loving, because of this loving God, that certain people like to question, we find out. Oh, Lord, I just have mercy on those who question your wrath, Lord. Have mercy on those who question your judgment, Lord. They are nobody to question you. Your word says it, God. Your word says it, therefore it is true. Lord Father, yes, hell is a horrible place. You said that yourself. It is a furnace, Lord Father. We do not want to go there, Jesus. Give us the compassion, the wisdom, the knowledge, the words to speak, Lord Father, and the broken heart as if glass that was shattered, thrown at a wall. Let that be our hearts, Lord Father. Let it break in a million pieces, God, for those who are going there. Because of this loving God, that certain people, that certain people that like to question it, we find out that God does not send people to hell. You see, they send themselves. They choose to go there. After we warn them, after they receive that warning, after they have received, after they said, look, you will go to hell, after we told them that, God ain't sending them to hell. They're sending themselves there. They're buying that first class ticket. You understand me? They know. Our hands are clean. You see, today today I was witnessing at, 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 uh, at Prosser, and I ran into a kid, and I'm like, yo, 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 he's walking. Oh, stop, 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 stop. You know Jesus Christ? Said, yeah, I know Jesus Christ. My Lord and Savior. Amen. So you know what it means to be born again? Yeah, man, I know what it means to be born again. He told me the definition. I'm like, so you're living for him? Yeah, man, I'm living for him, man. I love God. Okay, so you, so you go to church, yeah, you know, you read a little bit of scripture, little scripture references to me and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, cool, man. But those, those friends that you were just with that are waiting for you over there, do they know you're born again? No, man, honestly, they, they don't know. Do they even know you go to church? No, no, they don't even know I go to church. So they don't know you're Christian? No, no, no. I'm like, hey, you guys, come, they come over here. And I witness to them. And I'm preaching my guts out. Robert says he hasn't seen me preach street preach like that for a while. My veins were popping out. <laughs> and I was just preaching. But I was preaching with compassion. I just, it was just like, it was unbelievable. I just kept on like, I kept on being repeated in my mind. How does this, these are your closest friends. That you, they don't even know you're born again. They don't even know that you go to church. They don't even know that you're a Christian. They don't even know that you're their, your closest friends and you see them almost every day. I'm preaching, I'm preaching, and I said, hold on, man, hold on. You guys know where you're going to go. Look, you see this? You see what I just did? You need to do this. You need to do this. If it wasn't for me, brother, if it wasn't for God sending me right now to preach to your friends, their blood would have been in your hands. You would have been sitting down. You would have been in judgment. God would have, would, have, would have judged you for your sins. And you look at your hands and their blood, your closest friend's blood, would have been in your hands. You're staring at them and you're scared. Because God has mercy on you. He sent me to talk to them for you. You better praise God tonight. I mean, you better praise God tonight. You better pray to him tonight and thank the Lord for his mercy. You just look at me. And he walked away. Have mercy, man. You see, those people, after I spoke to them, rather they, one, one girl that even believed in God, that she believed in God, that she believed in Jesus, 
Like, you believe in Jesus? Yeah. You believe in God? Yeah. And you also believe that he's a liar. Because Jesus spoke about hell. You also believe that God is a liar because he spoke about hell. She's just like, oh, I don't know. You see, rather, I just told her, rather, you want to believe it or not, you're going to go there if you don't accept Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter. That message being preached, we preached that message over and over and over, and we instill it into the minds of the lost. It is no longer God sending them to hell, it is themselves going there. They choose it. God gave us free will, they choose hell. Romans 1, verse 21. For though they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God, nor gave Him thanks, uh, nor gave thanks to Him. But their thinking became futile, it became foolishness, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Verse 25, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. That hell doesn't exist. They, 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 that girl exchanged the truth of God, she exchanged the truth of God for a lie. That's like trading an awesome, a, 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 a nice an apple, a brand new apple, just picked it, it looks awesome, it's juicy, switching it over for a rotten one. What in the world, why would you do that? That girl switched over the truth about God for a lie and worship and serve created things such as anything besides God. I'm not going to get into that because I already mentioned that ten times. Who worship uh, several, uh, sir, who worship and serve created Things rather than the Creator, God. And Paul continues to say, "Who is forever praised?" Amen. You see, guys, we love to have you on the keys, please. We need to start having a brokenness and a compassion for the lost. It is time that we don't just say people tell people they're going to go to hell. Forget that. That's not enough, guys. Not enough. Pastor Joe, I remember, I'm pretty sure most of you heard this story over and over again. It's a story that needs to be heard. He went out preaching his, one of his first messages, and he was preaching hellfire. He's like, you're going to hell. Da, 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 da. He was preaching hell. like Just, just kind of like what I was doing right now, but he was doing it just, you're going to hell. He's in a juvenile center. Kids that were in your age that were in jail. You're going to hell if you do not turn your life around. And then, his pastor had to come, whoa, 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 whoa. Pulled him off stage, and he began to preach. He said, look, look, Jesus loves you. He began to preach that kind of message. Amen. It was a good message. And then, then he came up. He had a meeting with Pastor Joe. He got an empty bottle, kind of like this. It was empty. He used to talk to him. Filled that bottle with tears. Before you preach your message about hell, you better fill that bottle with tears, with compassion for the lost. You better be so filled with hurt inside of your heart, knowing that your friends, your family, those people who you preach to are going to go to hell if you do not reach them. Before you go out and preach another message about hell, you better understand what it means you go to hell, you better understand what God feels. You better feel that hurt. Because we can't just preach about hell. We need to feel that compassion and feel sorry for them and say, look, we got to go out there and say, man, you understand what I'm saying? You're going to go to hell. You're going to go to hell. 
why in the world are you letting these things get to you? I was talking to a game banger today, Davi and I. And I was like, dude, you, I preached to this kid like eight times already. I continuously see him. His name's Chris. And I'm like, Chris, what's up, bro? You, 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 why, why are you still holding on to that weight? Why are you still holding on to that sin? He said, what you talking about? I'm like, you holding on to sin. That's why you ain't serving God. You want to serve God, but you can't let go of the sin. He was like, well, I, don't, I don't, what are you talking about? I don't get it. He just, he honestly didn't get it. And I'm like, look, bro, so we're on this side of the street, and we got a cross street over there. It's obviously long, long street right there in the middle. And I'm like, you see, you're standing right here. You're holding these two, each, or you're holding a weight, each arm. One weight uh, is 500, the other is another 500. So total, you're holding 1,000 pounds. Like, you're just tied onto it. You're holding onto it, though. You're really holding onto it. This chair, if it would weigh 500 pounds, I wouldn't be able to budget. And I'm not going anywhere if I keep holding on to it. I'm like, do you hold on to it? But you're hungry. You're thirsty. Brother, brother, you're cold and you need shelter. You're, you're cold and you want to be warm. And you're holding on to that weight. But yet, across the street, there's a feast. There, 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 there's, there's, there's things to drink. There's water. There's juice. There's things to keep you warm there. There's shelter outside of that rain. There's shelter there. That is good things. You want to go over there. You want to cross that street, but you can't go because you're holding on to this weight. You can't go because you can't budget. You can't take it with you. You got to let go of it and go. You see, you're holding on to that weight, Chris. You're holding on to it. Let go of it and go across that street and get you some. Get you some of Jesus, man. He's like, oh, man, no, 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 no. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to go over there. He went, he went with his game, man. You ain't, you're never going to cross that street. You're never going to reach God if you keep holding on to that street. Just let us be broken. Just close our eyes right now. That attitude of prayer. Sure, la, 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 What Father, you say in your word. Book of Jude, verse chapter one, verse twenty-three. He tells us to snatch others from the fire and save them. To others, show mercy mixed with fear. So we should preach the word with mercy, with compassion, but instill the fear of the Lord, hating even the clothing stained by corruption and flesh. So we are to hate the devil so much. We are to hate sin so much. That we hate the clothing that's stained by it. We have to pray that they become a new creation. That they are no longer stained by sin, no longer stained by, by the world, but made a new creation, made holy, righteous. We need to preach. We need to preach compassion, yet at the same time, instill the fear of the Lord. It is our job. Lord Father, I pray, Lord, that you fill us with compassion, that you fill us with a broken heart, Lord Father, that you give us the tools that we need, Lord Father, that you show us, show it to us, Lord, show it to us, Jesus. Show us what you see, Lord Father, God. Show us what you see, Lord. Father, give me the broken heart that you have, God. In your word, it says that you actually wept, that you cried. You love people so much that you cry, Lord Father, Lord Jesus. Come on, Lord, give me a couple of tears to shed. Lord Father, come on, Jesus. 
We pray, elevate right now, elevate. If that's you, just start praying on your own right now. Lord Father, I pray for a broken heart right now to be instilled and elevate, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus Christ right now.